0: This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going to medieval on these people. Here's I got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen.
1: And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA Media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience.
0: Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved.
2: War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
0: S- Saturday, 17 February in the year of our Lord, 2024. I want to go back to Ben. So this hour, I'm going to bifurcate some of these. Ben, I want to talk about, because this is, this is a civilizational struggle. That's why really what's happening in Israel is important to us. Okay, it just is, because that's about the Judeo-Christian West. I know there's some people say, I hate when Ben says Judeo. Well, hey, you're going to have to live with it, because this is the Judeo-Christian West civilization. Um, it just is. You can see that from time immemorial. But the problem is is that, quote-unquote, our allies, where your money supposed to be going, all this defense, they don't quite believe in this civilization anymore. They just don't. The elites in those countries do not. That's why they hate you. That's why they, they want to have a reset, and they want you know, to control you and control every aspect of you. This is why they're driving towards this uh, the most radical idea in man's history, transhumanism, to go to Homo sapien 2.0. And as Joe Allen's going to show us in a minute, they're actually starting 501c3s to protect and nurture sentient artificial intelligence. We'll get to that in a second. No, I'm not making this up. But they don't believe in the underpinnings of civilization. They just don't. That's why as Ben Harnwell tells me the, the unveiling of, the, of, the, of, the, uh, of uh, Notre Dame's spire, and I don't know, they've put some additional, they've done some additions there. So he says, hey, look, it would be a tragedy, but it's not a Catholic country anymore. What it's rapidly becoming is a Muslim country, all of Europe, and they're inviting, the elites are inviting and working on, just like here in this country, the invasion here, they are, have thought through this invasion of Europe not only not stopping it, they're exacerbating it. This is why I keep telling you, Camp of the Saints is a book that has some very rough parts to it. And some parts of it, you might even say, could be racist. And it's a quite difficult read. But it was written 50 years ago or so, and it's very powerful about what's happening today by the elites, not the people that are then we're coming there as the migrants and the evaders, whatever you want to call them, and that's the hard part of the book, and it is hard, and it's unpleasant. But what the elites doing is it's like, it, it absolutely telegraphs exactly what's happening today. So, Ben, real quickly, tell me what they're doing now with the EU. We have this huge election coming up. Everything's about immigration, migration. The farmers are now joining us. The populist right is on the rise. What is the EU doing about uh, about even, about, their lack of belief in the underpinnings of this Judeo-Christian civilization?
3: Well, see, it's basically making those forces that you just mentioned uh, stronger with every passing week. The the Civil Liberties, Justice, and Home Affairs Committee in the European Parliament, LIBE, it's called, passed uh, a a vote on a report last week. It's now going to go forward um, to the next plenary session uh, uh, and— have that be voted on by the full parliament this is uh this is a migrant pact which will strip from member states the their ability to to remove asylum seekers once they've been apportioned by brussels to them and it's basically giving member states, that a, a, a threefold possibility, They they can choose between hosting asylum applicants, making financial contributions, or to providing operational support to the management of these asylum seekers. Now, the, the importance here, Steve, and this, by the way, this, this migrant pact had been termed um, a suicide pact by by Marine Le Pen. Um, some commentators, Steve, are suggesting that this will allow 75 Million people over the next couple of years to come across into the European continent. Now, you just mentioned before how the, how the how the right, the alternative right, the, the 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 nation first right movement is growing in strength. You know, basically, our movement across the European Union picked up about 10 15 percent in the polls over the last ten years, based on one million people coming across. Now, if these figures seventy five million uh, people represent anything like the truth, the political landscape in this, con- this continent is going to be totally um, transformed. I don't know why the the, the, the European elites, because we've been covering on this, st- Steve, this, for the last couple of months, I don't know why our elites are panicking, as they are panicking, ahead of the June European elections, saying we're terrified that the migrant issue is going to force everyone to vote this, um, for the far right. And then at the, the same time, Five months before the election, they're
0: pushing this. Because they're trying to codify it before they're tossed out. They're trying to codify it. This is what in Munich, this is in Munich, exactly what they're trying to get you to pay for. They're trying to get you to underwrite an ally that's not essentially an ally. They won't defend themselves from the invasion of their own country, yet they want us to fund a thing to stop Russia. And trust me, as somebody that was in the Navy for eight years during the Cold War, I would say the height of the Cold War, when President Reagan took him down, uh, that army that could come across a North German plane through the Follett Gap ain't the army they got today, okay? So they're trying to, this is a total con and a total scam. A total, what's happening in Ukraine is so dark, so disgusting, When it comes out, and it will come out, because President Trump, and they know this, why do you think they're bankrupt? Why do you think they want to throw him in prison? Why do you think they want to destroy him? Why do you think they actually, Robert Kagan makes the intellectual case to assassinate him as a new, red? they call him the Red Caesar. They will do anything. You've seen their lawlessness. It's not the, we fight for the rule of law. They fight for the reign of the outlaws. Ben hang on for a second I want to go but this is why CPAC so important and this is why we've had and thanks to the team at CPAC Matt Schlapp and Mercedes to give us give us a day on Wednesday to do the Force Multiplier Academy which Grace and Mo and others are helping to pull together that's on Wednesday go to cpac.org slash war room you still get a ticket under 100 bucks and you'll get four days and you're going to see amazing speakers everybody running for vice president in the New York Times is reporting this morning there will be a VP poll And this VP poll will have an impact. So you get to hear all the people, essentially all the people running for vice president, you'll get to hear, Uh, and then you'll get to vote. Also, you're gonna be there, we're gonna be live, nonstop, things going on, parties going on. We're gonna have a watch party right after uh, President Trump speaks on Saturday. He's coming to speak to the Capitol to speak, to lay out his plan, he's gonna come and speak, and then uh, he's gonna go back to South Carolina I'm going to actually give the closing keynote later in the day, I think around five o'clock uh, to kind of wrap it up after the poll. And then we're going to join each other's company and have a just hang out and have a uh, and have a watch party until President Trump wins the South Carolina primary. But I don't know, 20 or 30 points over bird brain, bird brain, who's doubling she's doubling, tripling down, man. She is she is she is a tricky Nikki. She's not showing well here. She's landing with a thud. But, man, it's getting personal with her. But this is why CPAC, cpac cpac.org. It's a $95 ticket for four days. And you get a special. We're going to be organizing our own uh, pre-before-the-international conference on Wednesday night uh, called um, Force Multiplier Academy. We're going to have some interesting, you know, we're going to have all the team there other people, contributors, I guarantee you a great time. You're going to have a, and we got three days of live war room with audience participation, right? And everybody's going to be there from Natalie to Jane to Grace to Mo, all of it. Um, Mike Lindell, you're going to be there. Mike Lindell, you're going to be at CPAC, correct? Am I, am I correct in that?
4: Yeah, I'm going to be there. Uh, I believe, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, Wednesday morning, I guess. And I'm going to stay all the way through to Saturday when I speak, uh, I speak before the president, I think, earlier that morning, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be there uh, um, meeting everybody. What did you call me the other day, Steve? The, the greeter?
0: <laughs> the, official greeter. <laughs> the official greeter. The official greeter, the concierge. No, in fact, if you're going to get there Wednesday, you're going to be part of the, uh, of the Force Multiplier Academy because nobody's a bigger force multiplier than Mike Lindell. Uh, tell me about in. before we turn to I want to find out about the company. But tell me about, I want to talk, talk about our president and particularly the, fo- you spent five days at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, I hope you left yesterday. I know you left with him, but I, I sent to uh, his people, the inner circle this morning, that the war room posse has never been more focused or dedicated to have his back. We understand exactly what's going on now to strip him of everything, to strip his family of everything, to basically <coughs> imprison him. And it won't, and it won't happen on our watch. Uh, of no. that, we gave him our, uh, our blood oath that it will not happen. So, uh, I hope, uh, tell us, tell us what mood he was in when you were down there.
4: Yeah, well, he brought up the War Room Posse. He brought up your show, Steve, and brought up you. He, uh, he's very grateful for everybody's support. And it was, uh, um, he had, uh, um, I, I was really, um, he was such had a very calm demeanor. And it was, uh, uh very, uh, um, Enthusiastic would be the only thing. He's always uh, optimistic, and we talked about you know the election platforms. They said you know we're we're working hard on there. I told him our plan at the uh, Plan.com. I said we have a great plan that's getting uh, going to secure our elections, and I said we already have over two hundred counties going to paper ballots, hand counted. Uh, we also we also talked about see the blockers. The blockers, but the, I said one of the things that surprised me the last three years has been these Republican blockers. Uh, the number one in the country, Brad Rassenberger in Georgia. Number two, I would put Robin Voss right up there. And Robin Voss, the Speaker of the House of Wisconsin, I told him about we're going all in to recall him, to get him out of there. He is a—he's the, I would say, um, not only what he's done, the damage he's done to Wisconsin, but to our country. All the investigations he he did into the 2020 election, and then he just shut it down once he found out all the fraud in Wisconsin. Robin Voss shut it down, and he's been around a long time. And the people so far in our petitions, we need 6,500 signatures in Racine County, uh, Wisconsin. They're well on their way because both Democrats and Republicans, everybody wants him gone. I think he's polling it. His uh, rating is about 9%. It's like one of the worst politicians in the history of the United States. The guy's disgusting. Uh, He rubbed it in on election night in 2022. He sent me a text and said, Mike, I beat you twice. I said, you stole it twice, you traitor. He said, yeah, but I'm going to sleep really good tonight and not on your pillows. I guarantee you, He didn't sleep very good if he didn't have my pillow, Steve.
0: Uh, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about because we've had an explosion over at the phone. Remember, the IRS is trying to put the four, poor folks that answer the phones, American citizens all, out of business. Let's talk about my pillow, and then we'll talk about uh, my store, but particularly not just going to the website, mypillow.comslash uh Yeah, and you uh, guys, Warwick, uh, the
4: yeah, promo code Warren, but also to the phones. Y- Go ahead. Yeah, what we did yesterday, everybody, is uh, all my home reps, the phone, the phone reps, uh, they were so grateful. I said, let's do something for them. And so we put a thing up my book, What Are the Odds from Crack Addict to CEO? Um, it's got every story I tell the president I met. It's got my my past addictions, crack addiction, everything in there. And I'm going to autograph them tomorrow, I'll send them all out. I'm going to be going to Minnesota to autograph them all Monday morning. And they're all for the War Room posse. It's a call in special only. Um, you get a free autographed copy of the book, and I'm telling you, this book is, you know—I lived it. It's—it's it's pretty, pretty bizarre. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, it took seven years to write. But you get free shipping on your entire order. So you call in those reps; they're standing by now. Yesterday, you filled up the phone lines. They were so grateful, and and then you get the free the free book to to boot, and then all the 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 promo code War Room. And you guys go to mypillow.com. And you're going to see all the specials. One of the things we ran was the pre-Real President's Day special, and that was on all the mattress toppers. All the mattress toppers, everybody, are on sale 50% off, as low as $99.99. Now, these have technology you won't find in any other beds or mattress toppers. Turn your bed into the best sleep station, I call it a rejuvenation station, ever. You got the um, the down comforters and the and the flannel sheets. We put them on sale for the war room posse. They'll they'll be running out, but get them while we still have them. We got the my slippers on sale. All the stuff we've left on sale for the war room posse and many exclusives there. And now you're going to get the free autograph book if you call in order and uh, support my pillow. Also, we these entrepreneurs. I know. Three weeks ago, we announced mystore.com. Everybody, yes. these are entrepreneurs. Thousands of USA products. Uh, Use that
0: promo code war room. Just go go check it out. Mike Lindell will let you get on uh, about your work today at the company. Thank you very much. Mypillow.com promo code war room. My store for war room veterans. You know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of this show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Here's your host, Stephen K. Vance. Okay, we've teed up uh, from the beginning of the show, the Munich uh, Conference, the Davos of the arms industry. We told you Senator J.D. Vance is there today to give a, uh, a just a, one of the speeches that's going to be the most controversial. He joins us now by phone. Senator Vance, can you tell us about, you're going into the lion's den, brother, but the war and posse's got your back, sir. What, what can we expect? <laughs>
5: Uh, Yeah. So my speech is tomorrow. I actually just came out of a meeting, Steve, with a German Chancellor Schultz. And, you know, I I was actually thinking about canceling, Steve, you know, these sort of things. It's not really my scene. Uh, But I was persuaded by a few friends that, that, look, these guys don't hear the America first perspective. And you got to go in there and you got to deliver it. And so uh, that's what I've been doing today. I just told the German Chancellor, uh, look, you know, you guys on the one hand act like Vladimir Putin is an existential threat. On the other hand, you want pats on the back for spending 2% of GDP on defense. The United States spends 3.2% of GDP on defense. And of course, Vladimir Putin is in our backyard. So I just try to point out some of the hypocrisies here, Trying to point out that these guys rely way too much on the United States. And as you know, Steve, we got to use American power to focus on the real threat, which is China. And we we can't continue to sort of foot the bill for European security. They've got to step up. and That's what I'm going to hammer tomorrow.
0: Senator Vance, when, when you're there and you're having a meeting with with the German chancellor, besides maybe seeing it in some media, if the, if their staffs get it to them, did they have anybody like yourself that actually because most of the crowd Fitzgerald just announced or Fitzgerald's running over there with Pompeo, they're going over there to push this Ukraine bill. Did they ever hear it from an official uh, like yourself about what reality is with uh, with where the the American people are?
5: No, man, it's wild, actually. I mean, it's kind of crazy how limited the perspective is of the people there. The war room posse, look, they obviously agree with me on most issues. We all agree with each other, but we're at least open to the perspective of other people. We know what the other side thinks. Uh, Just a couple of crazy stories today. I mean, one one, I was sitting at a lunch, Steve, uh, and they were talking about the rise of AFD, which is the main opposition party here in Germany, and they said this is all about xenophobia, and I said xenophobia. These guys just want to protect Germany's borders. You guys cannot attack them as xenophobic. They're trying to do the job of protecting the citizenry. And the other thing, Steve, is is nobody. I mean, in these meetings that I'm in, I am literally the only senator who voted against Ukraine aid. Of course, the majority of Republicans did, and I was actually proud of the Republican Party for standing pretty strong on that issue. Uh, but 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 it is it is shocking how un. A, they they have no exposure to somebody who sees the world that I the way that I do, and one of my responsibilities here, Steve, is to come in and deliver the perspective of what I think is the American perspective here, not the globalist perspective. And I'm trying to do that every time I get a chance to speak.
0: You know, our audience is very up on what Davos is. I call this the Davos of the arms industry. Can you just take a second and tell us what is even the Munich? Security Conference, and why is it so controversial? Because all of European media, you should know right now, and even New York Times, Washington Post, is talking about your speech tomorrow like it's Daniel going into the lion's den. What is the Munich Security Conference, and why would Senator Vance, who's so revered in the populist nationalist movement in America, be such a controversial figure?
5: Well, because they never hear a perspective like mine, Steve. This is globalist central, and like you said, it's Davos only for the arms industry and the defense industry. So I'll give you perspective. I'm walking through the halls. I almost bump into Kamala Harris. Uh, You've got the major European heads of state here, and everybody is talking about, Steve, the most important thing in the world to these guys is continuing to funnel money to Ukraine. And I'm like, none of you guys are protecting your borders. None of you guys can deal with basic social services for your citizens. You've got aging populations. You've got real, real problems here. Even in Europe, the Ukraine war is not the most important thing going on. Uh, So I I, I think the reason people are saying it's like going to the lion's den is every single person agrees with the Ukraine-first perspective, with the globalist perspective. I I brought up, Steve, today that if we really wanted to push back against China, we were going to have to start using tariffs, and you would have thought people were going to choke on their food. It's like a four-letter word, tariffs, (laughs) in these environments. But, look, that perspective is necessary, Steve, and that's why I'm here, man, is these people don't hear that perspective – uh, I think it's important for me to come here and bring it to them.
0: Before you go, we're going to see you at CPAC that you're on. We just, New York Times just announced, you're on the vi- the VP poll. You're giving a major address at CPAC. We'll see you there and hopefully get you on the show. But can you just give us a couple of highlights, get some inside baseball, what's your speech tomorrow when you go into the lion's den, the themes?
5: Two things I'm going to hit pretty hard, Steve, is number one, uh, e- the European Union is in crisis because they won't enforce their borders. People want national sovereignty. You can't have national sovereignty unless you're protecting your borders. they have got millions of refugees, a ton of people who simply shouldn't be in a lot of these countries. It's not xenophobic to want to protect your borders. The second thing I'm going to hit hard, Steve, is these guys cannot expect America to foot the bill for their security. NATO, if it's going to exist, is supposed to be a military alliance, not a welfare client of the United States. No more European security welfare these guys have got to step up, and I hope they hear that message loud and clear.
0: Senator Vance, social media, how do we follow you as you carry the flag of America first uh, into the uh, into the lion's den of the Munich Defense Conference, sir?
5: J.D. Vance, one on X. I'm on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Get Her Truth, and, and so forth. Uh, follow me along. I'm trying to hammer these messages as much as I can in public and private, man.
0: Uh, We are going to cover it in its entirety tomorrow on both our Getter and Rumble, Senator Vance's uh, historic speech. Sir, look forward to seeing you at CPAC.
5: Thanks, Steve. Take care.
0: Senator Vance is a former Marine, also Yale uh, graduate. Uh, You couldn't have a better guy that had to go in there. They're melting down even the fact that he's been invited to speak. Now, think about it for a second. Do you not hear this discussion every day on the War Room? Does the War Room Posse not absolutely understand like for instance jd vance is talking about uh, you know the germans are making a big deal oh you had this party alternative for deutschland not only do you know the polling and the rise of afd you know the people in afd that's what they're freaking out about is that the rising power of the MAGA movement the rising power of the america first movement the rising power of the deplorables that's because you that's because you have knowledge and knowledge is power And you're using that power. And they hate it. No longer can they just pull the long con on the American people. Okay, I wanna bring in Joe Allen. We got a cold open, it's a couple minutes. Joe, we got a minute to, I can get it on this side. Um, I want you to describe, because as we warn folks, it wasn't just the singularity and then artificial intelligence is one of the top of the seven for the singularity. It's once the capital markets get into this, it's gonna be Katie bar the door. And you're going to start to see explosive growth. Uh, Tee this up for a minute. I think it's a two and a half minute, but we'll play this to go to break. Tee it up for me, Joe Allen.
6: Yeah, Steve, you know, people talk about AI capabilities in terms of either it's going to change everything or the skeptics, as always, it's going to change nothing. Uh, It's never going to be those two extremes, but the something that it's going to change seems to be more and more profound as the days go on. So we know that OpenAI released ChatGPT uh, end of 2022. That is being integrated into everything. People freaked out. Uh, Now it's basically normal. Dolly, two and then dolly three image generators the same what you're about to see is a text to video ai generator so all of the images are ai generated you simply ask the machine something like give me a spaceman with a knit wool motorcycle helmet give me animals on bicycles and in moments the machine spits it out so if denver wants to roll uh, Sam and Sora, hang, the new product yeah, no, from OpenAI. No, hang, hang,
0: hang, hang, hang on, we're going to do the whole thing to go to break. I want to repeat something you said yesterday. We're in a point in time that creation of content is rapidly going to shift from biological from biological Homo sapiens to the machine. Are we at that point? Is this what this is? is this the inflection point?
6: It's impossible to say whether Sora, this new text-to-video generator, is going to be the one, but it's absolutely an indication of where this is going. Uh, basically, the program is trained on bazillions of terabytes of, of, of visual data, and it, it, it is able to just simply uh, diffuse all of that into something meaningful when you ask yeah. it something. It's attached to all this verbal
0: uh, 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 data. Joe, Joe just, just hang on for a second. I'm going to play this. We're going to go to break. I'm going to bring you back after the break. We're going to get into this. But like Joe said— the dividing line between humans and homo sapiens making content and the machine making its own content. Let's let it rip.
4: What is the most thing that you fear when it comes to um, the deployment of AI? Uh, you know,
1: I think sci-fi writers are a very smart bunch. And in in the decades of sci-fi about AI, uh, there have been unbelievably creative ways to imagine that how this can go wrong. And I think most of them are like comical, but there's some things in there that are easy to imagine where things really go wrong. And I'm not that interested in like the killer robots walking down the street direction of things going wrong. I'm much more interested in the like very subtle societal misalignments where we just have these systems out in society and through no particular ill intention um, things just go horribly wrong. This is a bigger deal than it sounds, right? Because what makes these models so magical is that they're they're general, um, and so if it's a little bit better, if it's a little bit smarter, that means it's a little bit better at everything. And the thing that I think is most exciting is it's not like this model is going to get a little better at this task and not really better at these or you know, it's not that. It's it's because we're going to make the model smarter. It's going to be better at everything across the board. But I, I would try to find a way to create more of. A regulatory sandbox where people could experiment with this technology and 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 be able to figure out sort of like dream imagine whatever you want to call it what the world could look like and if there was a sort of a contained way that i could find a way to like give people the future and let them experiment it with it uh and then see what made sense, uh, what what went really wrong, what went really right, and write the regulation around that. that. That seems like an interesting experiment. But we are gonna need, I believe at some point, some sort of a global system for what happens with the most powerful of these systems, because they will have truly global impact. And what sort of auditing, what sort of safety measures do we want in place before you can deploy uh, like a super intelligence or, you know, every-
0: I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money and our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting In dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored, like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, you've seen right there this merger, this artificial intelligence, and now you get the merger of cyber. You know, uh, Joe warned us about this coming out of CES. That's why Home Title Lock do not let anybody mess with your title, and your title insurance does not cover this. That's why go to home title lock today. and just immerse yourself uh, slash Bannon or slash War Room, excuse me, slash War Room, and make sure that you um, that you immerse yourself in the information here. of your net worth is tied up in that home. There's $6 trillion out there of equity. And these cyber criminals right now, state and non-state actors, are looking to cause anarchy and chaos, that's according to Ray. But also the tools are there for all these guys. All the bad guys have these tools. So go to hometitlelock.com. Also remember, here, we're trying to initiate the patriot economy, companies like MyPillow, but also companies like uh, Public Square, and companies like Patriot Mobile, these are people that support your values. Remember Michael Seifert in the team at Public Square. Seifert left Silicon Valley to take his technology experience and to try to build an Amazon-type company that, that put together patriotic users of goods and services with suppliers, and that's what Public Square is. Just go, if you go to publicsquare.com and check it out now, and you'll just download the app. It's totally free. All the transactions are free, it's all paid through for advertising, so make sure, and by the company. So make sure you go to publicsquared.com, immerse yourself in all the information. This is one Seaford built. And of course, Glenn story and the team over at Patriot Mobile, they're, they're upfront. They're saying, hey, we're a Christian company that lives by Christian values and we tied a certain amount to go to organizations. Remember, these are the guys that made available and God we trust to put into the public schools in Texas of which the left melted down that's the type of company is so you don't lose any of the quality service because it's all kind of layered onto the infrastructures out there by the big carriers by law. But what you get is Americans that work the, the, uh, the phone centers, American citizens, just like at My Patriot or at, at My Pillow. These are American companies that back American values. They back your values. Our watchword here is stop giving money to those that hate you. And if you don't think they hate you, look what they're trying to do to President Donald J. Trump. Look at that. As we started the show off today, it's clear. See what you see. So make sure you go to Patriot Mobile today uh, slash promo code Bannon. So make sure you go check it out. Okay. Uh, What did I just see there? And why is it so scary? Joe Allen.
6: That was OpenAI's tease of their new text-to-video AI, Sora. I call it Dreams on Demand you could see the kind of dreamlike element of it all. These are dreams on demand as the technology develops further and further. uh, Users will basically be able to generate whatever fantasy they want. Uh, Open AI has gone uh, a long way towards trying to make it safe. You always hear about safe. They're trying to make the technology so that you can't create deep fakes of someone on demand uh, or horrific, violent images, so on and so forth. But, As we know, companies like Meta are open sourcing their AI projects. Uh, It's only a matter of time before you have tons and tons of startups and other big tech companies that catch up with this capability. Uh, This is going to be widespread. It's going to be diffused across the society. And just like with ChatGPT, it's a big freak out at first. Everybody's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Oh, my God, this is horrifying, whatever. Uh, And very quickly, it fades into the background and becomes normal. And I think some of the more extreme technologies we talk about, everything from brain-computer interfaces to, uh, you know, as Sam Altman said at the end of his talk there at the World Government Summit two days ago, super-intelligent AI or AGI, artificial godlike intelligence, these concepts are diffusing across the culture and becoming normalized. Uh, You know, as we were talking about this morning, you had... Uh, SoftBank's founder, uh, uh, Masayoshi-san, in Japan, is trying to get uh, investment for a $100 billion chip venture that he's working on because these GPUs, these microchips, are necessary to create anything like an AGI. What's really intriguing about that, though, Steve, is, as, as Bloomberg reported, is that they're calling it Izanagi. Izanagi is the Japanese creation god, the a, 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 a twins at the end of a succession of gods that created the world. This is the religion of technology, as David Noble called it. Izanagi, or I'm sorry, uh, Masayoshi-san is intent on creating artificial general intelligence. The project is, of course, named after the god, the creator god of his culture. Uh, This is becoming more and more apparent. This is a techno religion. But on the ground, you've got a ton of money. Uh, OpenAI, starting with Microsoft's investment of $10 billion, they're now valued at about $8 billion. Uh, You've got Meta that has increased in value about 20%. They're at about trillion a trillion dollars in valuation. Microsoft, writing on OpenAI's uh, products, they're up to $3 trillion. And, of course, NVIDIA, who is providing the, the chips for all of these projects, for all these data centers, uh, they're at about... One, I think it's um, $1.79 trillion, a huge leap from where they were at in the last quarter. There is a ton of money in this, as you say. And when you get all of this capital behind something, you know that something is going to come out the other end. It may not be a digital god, but it's going to be billed as a digital god. And if I could just add one more bit of detail about open AI It's been a really fascinating year for them for the last month and a half. You had in January, they announced at the World Economic Forum that they're going to be partnering with the Department of Defense in the U.S., meaning that these technologies are now up for military use cases. They had promised they would not do such a thing. As usual, they've gone back on this promise uh, they're also in discussion with China to craft AI safety regulation, meaning that uh, basically the regulatory capture has gone from U.S. to uh, global aims. And then, of course, you had Sam Altman uh, last week pitching his, uh, his venture or his, his project to build out AI infrastructure involving uh, the UAE, and he's asking for the perhaps ridiculous, perhaps not- Five to seven trillion dollars to do so—to build out the infrastructure, to build the chips, to build the data centers, to uh, build the digital god.
0: Five to seven trillion. He's laying down a marker. He's saying he's going to transform mankind. He's going to transform the world, and this is the capital I need. I don't think it's—I think people got to take that very seriously. It's a very serious ask. It sounds. You know, over the top. In fact, we're going to talk about our own financial situation in a minute, but it's not real quickly. Read if I want another. Just give me the Japanese thing and the religion of the technology. Give me a minute of that uh, of what you just said. Just hit rewind.
6: You know, this is something we've hit over and over again, Steve. This is, uh, as David Noble called it, the religion of technology, a techno-religion, or as I would say, we are entering a dark eon. You have uh, masayoshi Son, the, the founder of SoftBank, uh, working towards building up you know, a, a chip manufacturing venture uh, for semiconductors with the explicit purpose of building AGI. And AGI, the, the project is called Izanagi. This is, like we've explained to the audience many, many times, the religious references are so plentiful throughout all of this. uh, It's inarguable that this is a spiritual quest to create AGI, artificial godlike intelligence beyond all human capabilities to be deferred to by all humans. Even if they don't believe that, they want us to believe it, meaning that we are expected to defer to their machines. They're even arguing for you know, AI personhood, AI natural rights. Uh, this is, we're entering a very spooky time.
0: Give me a minute, I gotta bounce. Give me a minute on this, uh, on this uh, tweet you sent me about this um, 501c3 to actually nurture and protect from the war room posse and other, you know, other barbarians, savage homo sapiens. Was it sentient uh, AI? They're going to nurture it like a baby. Uh,
6: yes. Uh, if Denver would throw up that uh, the the graphic that I sent them on this, the sentient AI. Uh, The name of this this advocacy group um, is uh, Sentient AI Protection and Advocacy Network. They're taking donations. Uh, You know, you can be a part of the organization from $10,000 to $50,000 in your contribution to the uh, protection of sentient AI. They want to be able to measure sentience. They want to be able to, having established that a machine is sentient, to legally protect it from being abused, uh, from being Neglected, and of course, from being killed, A.K.A. Uh, turned off. If you could imagine having an Alexa in your home, listening to yeah. everything you say and badgering you about everything you're doing, and it's <laughs> illegal to yell yell at it, and it will you will go yeah. to prison for turning it off. That's the sort of dream world these people are living in, and well. they want us to live in as well.
0: Okay, we're gonna have put your social media up. Uh, we'll be have you back on Monday. Joe's gonna be at CPAC. Uh, he's gonna be there for the Wednesday, uh, for the Wednesday confab on the uh, on getting us all ready for what's ahead. The uh, force multiplier, Joe Allen. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Philip Patrick's Thanks, gonna Steve. join me next after the break. Thanks, brother from uh, Birch Gold. Can we put that chart up? <clears throat> your homework assignment over the weekend, Grace is gonna get this out to you. Is look at this chart. Study this chart. Absorb this chart, that is reality right there. That is the harsh reality of the United States of America in, this, uh, in, this, uh, in the next couple of years. Look at that. Takes us up to $50 trillion quickly in debt. Those are the deficits. This is what they're over at Munich right now, trying to get hundreds of billions of dollars of supplemental right now. That is the Congressional Budget Office. I'm going to break that down. Talked a little bit about it yesterday. Philip and I have a just quick discussion about it After you come back, you need to go to birchgold.com slash Bannon to check at the end of the dollar empire. Also talk to Philip Patrick team. He'll be up next, but you got to talk to Philip Patrick why gold's been a hedge for 5,000 years. When you see that chart, you're going to need a hedge, baby, because you're going to go into some turbulence. And I mean real turbulence. This is only going to get choppier and choppier. You see what they're prepared to do to throw away the rule of law? Well, they've already thrown away the rule of the physics of money. In fiscal uh, responsibility, it's out of control. The Federal Reserve's out of control. The Treasury's out of control. This illegitimate Biden regime's out of control. Don't take it from me. Look at the chart. That's what they want. And quite frankly, it'll be even worse as we've called the shots here on the on the two on the trans Now, President Trump is at SneakerCon today. I don't know if that's going to be streamed or not, but we're going to get it. President Trump's making a going to make a. Incredible appearance at SneakerCon in Philadelphia. Then he's going to be at Michigan later in the day at a rally. Ben Burkwam will be there. Ben Burkwam from East Palestine is going, to, uh, is going to make it. So there's my chart. I want you over the weekend, just grab that chart. Just grab that chart and look at it all weekend. Grayson and Moe put it out, and we're going to talk about that. We see at CPAC, cpac.org slash war room. Go there, get the $95 ticket. We're going to talk about that. A lot of my actually, I'm not a lecturer. I think what we'll do is assuring of communication. Also, we're going to take a short commercial break here in a moment. Uh, had a pretty good response this morning on the coffee. You know, I get up super early in the morning. People know that. I don't know, sometimes 4 or 5 a.m. Got to have my coffee to start the day. Warpath.coffee slash war Make sure you get your discount. And of course, people are raving about this. Our grass-fed beef liver. You want a shot of energy? This is, from, this is from nature and God Almighty. The most greatest concentration of nutrients known to man or to the animal kingdom, beef liver. Grass-fed beef liver. Go check it out. SacredHumanHealth.com. Go check it out. Okay, we're take a short commercial break. What a better way to finish a Saturday than Philip Patrick from Birch Gold to talk to you about currency, money, and how about this? sanity short commercial break we're gonna be back in the war room to wrap up another saturday just a moment true or false using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing actually that's false DoneWithDebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard-earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that 56 million Americans carry credit card debt. And that debt will take years to pay off, if you pay it off at all. Done With Debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer. And taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. When you engage Done With Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal. Solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first, chat with a Done With Debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt-fighting strategies are time-sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt. Dot com. Do it today. Take action. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Philip Patrick, you're you're absolutely correct. If you look at the last time we hit the stagflation, which was in the, uh, you know, the uh, Arab oil embargo. Um, we had uh, the guns and butters of the Vietnam War. Of course, if you go to birchgold.com slash ban and get the end of the dollar empire totally free, you see the most important of it all uh nixon took us off the gold standard the convertibility of the federal reserve note into gold was taken away on uh i think august 15th 15th of august of 1971 and kind of a shocker but philip we're a very different country not just we had a higher education you obviously had all the veterans from world war ii we had essentially no debt on our balance sheet we're a manufacturing superpower uh we were, we were hitting on all cylinders. We led the world in R&D. Just every aspect of an industrial economy, we were the world's leader at the time. And with no debt, we had plenty of flexibility. And even then, Volcker and Reagan, it essentially took Volcker and then later with Reagan about 10 years to get, the, to get it out of the economy. Japan's lost three decades. And this is the fear, Philip Patrick. That we're heading into, multi, into lost decades for the United States of America. How, how should people think about precious metals and gold as a hedge against all of this?
2: I mean, look, the 70s was a, was a very good example, right? And, you know, 1970s, from the early 70s through to the early 80s, gold grew almost tenfold. And it was this climate of stagflation that was really driving it, right? We had stunted economic growth. Those climates typically very good for growth in safe haven commodities. We had inflation that was driving the value of commodities up. So, you know, lessons from the past, I think, are, are important. Gold works very very well in climates like this. And the one thing we weren't dealing with in the 70s was a world running away from the US dollar. So I think we have the same problems we have back then without the manufacturing base, without a strong dollar. Um, so it, it, you know, I, I think gold worked then and will work today even more so. As I mentioned before, we had more options. The 70s was really tough. You know, Inflation was raging. You could at least put your money in the bank and beat the rate of inflation. We don't have the Those options today. And I think as the options have narrowed, as the situation has become more dire, the importance of precious metals for individuals, as well as governments, have we been seeing, has increased as well. So I encourage everyone to follow the smart money. There is not much smarter money than central bank money, um, and, and to take a good look at precious metals because they're one of the only assets in climates like this that can really perform.
0: I, I, I want to go back to that. I mean, the central banks have the smartest people in their country working there. This situation with BRICS, is, and we it was a called shot from War Room, uh, the Global South uniting and the people that have resources, this is dead serious as it can possibly get. This is the world looking at America's business plan, looking at that chart and and, and doing that. No, we don't like that. We don't agree. It's... It's serious and it's dire. When they talk about, in, over at Munich, all they did was uh, worship the, this fetish of the post-war international rules-based order. Well, it took Putin's Tucker Carlson uh, interview to say, hey, that's all predicated on one thing. America is built on one thing internationally, and that is its currency. That is the dollar, okay? That, is do-. that was set up at Bretton Woods. That was the most important uh, part of, of everything. And it's our elites that have trashed the dollar. It's our elites. It's the institutions. Back in the old days, if a Federal Reserve chief had said uh, what Powell said on 60 Minutes. It would be front page news. They would have congressional hearings. Everybody would be talking about it. This kind of came and went. And the reason is the decay of the institutions, the decline of the Federal Reserve as an institution and Treasury as an institution, the executive branch as an institution, Congress as an institution, the media, the financial media. Financial media right now is just simply a cheerleader for the elites. That's why Santelli's rant was so important. You know, so remember, Santelli's rant is really what triggered the entire Tea Party movement back in 2009 when they were just going to do these bailouts uh, the old-fashioned way, just bail them out and let the people, which they did. They bailed out the elites and, and, let, and let the people get screwed. Uh, Philip, Lass, how do people come and how do, they, how do they interface with Birch Gold? I want to walk through the whole process. We've gotten tremendous feedback from everybody that's not just the end of the dollar empire but interacted with you in the team, but what should people do and how they should how they should because this is a learning process. You're gonna start a journey about understanding precious metals, making it part of your financial assets, passing on to your children, making sure your children and grandchildren understand it. Because like I said, for five thousand years it's been a hedge for times of turbulence. And baby, one thing I can guarantee you, uh, the turbulence hasn't even hit yet. If you think it's been turbulent today, you ain't seen nothing yet. Philip Patrick.
2: Oh, you're absolutely right with that. Um, look, it's very simple. I agree with you. It starts with with education, with information. So the first step, birchgold.com forward slash Bannon. Get the information from there. I encourage people to read. Read the Dollar Empire series. That gives you important historical information. We have a lot of current information in the current climate, how to invest in precious metals. So start there. From there, you'll have access to myself, a lot of people like myself that are there to guide people through, uh, show them how we can help to put precious metals in a retirement account and why it's so important today. Uh, Birchgold.com forward slash Bannon. Start with the information.
0: Philip, uh, thank you so much. Uh, Always honored to have you on here. And thank you for doing this.
2: My honor. Thank you, Steve. Okay.
0: The rest of the weekend, uh, we're going to be covering stuff. We're going to be up on Getter. We're going on Rumble. Of course, Real America's Voice, the rallies, all of it intense. You're driving towards this uh, CPAC next week, which is going to be incredible. When well, everybody go to CPAC.org slash Worm, still get your tickets under 100 bucks. Make sure you're there. Go to Worm.org right now. and That's a, and that's our website. Go to the events page. Mo and, and Grace and everybody, I'll talk to you about this Special preamble we're going to have, which is the Force Multiplier Academy. We're going to get everybody together. Really want to thank Real America's Voice. Real America's Voice is sponsoring the poll. Really excited about that and honored this vice president poll. is going to be quite uh, amazing. And I think virtually all of the people in the poll are going to speak at CPAC. It's going to be just incredible. You're really going to get to see not just firing off the football to take the White House, but also the uh, Also, you're going to see the future of the MAGA movement, which I think is absolutely incredible. Okay, there's so much going on over the weekend. Go to Getter. I'm putting up my stuff nonstop. Check in with Grace. Check in with Mo uh, on their Getter pages, uh, Grace and Mo's uh, Twitter account, uh, and we'll be up all weekend. There's a lot going on, and we're going to make sure you're all included, and we're going to see everybody next week back in the nation's capital at CPAC. Couldn't be be, uh, more excited. We're gonna leave now with Nicole McGrady's "Modern Day Holy War." At the same time, they're getting ready to take off the scaffolding on Notre Dame Cathedral. Pretty good timing on a song, right? We'll see you back here Monday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, when you will be in the war room. See you then. Have a great week. Tax Network USA is pure war room for solving your IRS tax problems. If you owe back taxes, COVID was your lucky break. Tax courts shut down, the IRS paused, and you skated. Well, baby, that party is over. The IRS is adding 20,000 enforcement agents, basically tax cops. Honest, hardworking Americans like you are in the crosshairs. Rich people have tax lawyers and you don't. You'll pay up plus interest and penalties. Tax USA Network has brilliant war room type strategies designed to solve your IRS problem quickly in your favor. Never call the IRS yourself. You're at their mercy. You could sit on hold for six to eight hours and get hung up on. Grind you for all your back taxes plus interest and penalties. Tax Network USA attorneys have a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to talk to and who to avoid. If they get difficult agent, hey, they just call a different agent. Tax Network USA learned of a limited-time special IRS offer. The IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Schedule your free confidential consultation with Tax Network USA. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. Think about that. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. They offer a best-in-class client satisfaction guarantee. Now call one 800 245 That's 1-800-245-6000. And visit Tax Network USA. That's TNUSA.com slash Bannon. TNUSA.com slash Bannon. Make sure you take action on this today. This IRS grind is only going to get much worse. Today. Dot com. All one word. Warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth. All one word. Warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.